For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to another edition of Taekwondo Life Magazine Live. My name is Mark Sirianis. I'm your host. I'm a third Don Black Belt and I'm the editor-in-chief of Taekwondo Life Magazine. Taekwondo Life Magazine is a member of the Believe Sports Network. Believe is the number one sports and podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Today's episode, which is presented, of course, by Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert, is an episode that I recorded and re-recorded about 10 times because I try to bring you a rational and cogent and unemotional program that deals with the world of Taekwondo and the and things in and around Taekwondo. And I was so outraged when I started to record the episode about the content that I found that myself rambling and being incoherent and really being emotional rather than talking about this issue. So I went back and meditated on it a little bit. And uh, here I am. What could be so controversial? What could be so upsetting? Well, I think you'll see in a moment. And, you know, we live in a world where it's a joke, but it's not a joke that we talk about Karens and Kevins and the generation of children that are um, really, really struggling with taking responsibility, um, taking ownership of their behavior. And we hope to correct that in Taekwondo and the martial arts and the practice of the martial arts is, is one of the great ways to teach people respect and to teach people about taking ownership and responsibility for their behavior and for their actions. Last week, I was reading in the paper. I live here in, in New York, as many of you know, and I read a story that I thought was a fake news headline. I actually have the article here. Um, Garden City coach receives a warning after lopsided scores policy violation. And that was from October 26th. And I said, what could that be about? And I saw it as a headline. And it's about a Garden City football coach named David Ettinger. And David Ettinger is one of the winningest coaches in Nassau County um, high school athletics and football. And David Ettinger had a, a game in which he defeated uh, his opposing football team as a coach for 40, 49 to 6. And following that game, he received from the Nassau County Athletic Commission a letter that his behavior would lead to his suspension because by winning 49 to 6, he exceeded the county's 42 point point gap limit that is in place. Now, I couldn't fully understand what they're talking about. And I went and read it. And the law in effect in Nassau County, and perhaps in other jurisdictions, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute, 
says that as a high school football coach, you cannot beat the opposing team by more than 42 points. When you get to 43 points, when you get beyond, I'm not sure what you're supposed to do, but you cannot beat them by more than 42 points. If you do, it is deemed unsportsmanlike conduct and you face suspension. Now, I wanted to say there must be more here, right? I mean, Ettinger must be a real SOB. He must have taunted. He must have used vulgarity. He must have rubbed it in the face of the other team. And I discovered, no, he just won the game by more than 42 points. Amazingly enough, in the article, it goes on to cite the language. Our committee went to a three-tier process for violating the score differential in lopsided scores policy, said the executive director, Pat Pizzarelli, of the Nassau County Athletic Commission. We want to turn the policy into a learning process and not to coach, not take the coach away from their team after one offense. The first violation is a written warning for the score exceeding the sports guidelines. Okay, so I think what they're trying to say there is there was probably so much outrage initially that they probably initially were um, just suspended people. And what they've done now is that they provide a warning first and then a suspension. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Uh, I'm sure they don't have high school betting for high school football, which is normal, but for football, um, NFL football, uh, you could probably bet on when Aaron Rodgers is going to return. You can bet on who's going to stay um, uh, in in their place. Who's in, they were already looking at who's in the hunt, who's in the wild card hunt, uh, who's division leaders in football. Baseball now we're over the World Series. The Atlanta Braves have won. Um, I'm sure you can start to talk about spring training already. Basketball, hockey season, a fight coming up. We have Bellator, Valerie Lareda coming up in a couple of weeks. All of that you can get it over at betonline.ag. BetOnline are your online sportsbook experts. They're presenting this episode and go on, on there, sign up, and you can get your welcome deposit. Back to this outrageous um, rule, this outrageous point gap. And I'm going to talk about a few points here, but but you know, I I really hadn't heard of this. And then when I went back and did my research, I saw that this law has been in effect. And that, in fact, in 2019 in Nassau County, again, where I live in New York, 2019, this article, Long Island High School football coach suspended for running up score during battle of unbeaten teams. A high school football coach in Nassau for Plain Edge beat a team, Southside, 61 to 43. Instead of celebrating the victory, Robert Schaefer, the the winning coach, received a one-game suspension. There, it is the policy created by educators. There is nothing to be served by de- defeating a team by this amount. They came up with a policy so that we do not embarrass the other team. The rule was adopted in 2017 to encourage participation and sportsmanship by giving second-tier teams a chance to succeed and not be embarrassed. Wow. I mean, there's so much to unpack there that I don't even know what to say. First of all, I want you to understand that from my perspective, I understand and I encourage and I want to encourage fair play and I want to encourage people to play and not get discouraged and reach their potential. 
So if you were to say to me that this rule was in effect for the little tigers, for the five-year-olds, for the elementary school kids, I'd need to look at the rule, but I probably would, un- would be understanding. When you get to the point of high school kids, kids that are of the voting age, kids that are getting ready to go to college, kids that are driving, kids whose financial future is on the line by possibly getting a football scholarship to a college that might lead to an NFL seven-figure career, and you're worried about embarrassing the losing team, and you're tying the hands of the winning team and the winning coach, it is just antithetical to everything that I think we should be teaching our children. People may disagree. I'd love to hear your opinion on it. But the fact of the matter is, is that, again, if you said to me anything about the coach's behavior was humiliating to the other team, I would say, sanction him, suspend him, discipline him. The mere fact that he has won and won by an amount of more than 42 points to to characterize that as unsportsmanlike conduct is just outrageous to me. It's just morally outrageous. It's, it's, It's insane. And the fact is, I thought about this and I've discussed it with other people and other people sort of intuitively were like, well, you don't want to embarrass the team. It looks bad for the other side. Uh, You know, perhaps they're at some sort of a disadvantage. Uh, But let me ask you a different question. Let's look, phrase it this way. If in fact I'm the losing team and there is a 41 point gap that they're winning by, and I now know that the other team has no choice but to pull all of their starters or to take a knee or to run out the clock or to do something, do I feel any better about the loss? Do I feel any better knowing that the loss wasn't genuinely, that the other team didn't genuinely play their hardest? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like we're, we're creating this fiction and illusion on paper so that the score doesn't blow out. But if we're really worried about not embarrassing the players, the players were there to experience basically the handicapping of the other side so that they don't lose at a greater amount. Now, I do think that this is really outrageous for a lot of reasons. If I'm the parent of a high school athlete who's playing on a team and who's trying to build those stats to get into college, to get a college scholarship, I'm now saying if my team is really, really good, that perhaps my New York team, my New York son, his stats may not look as good as, as a quarterback or a running back or a defensive player in another state where the handcuffs weren't on, on that player. So in the event of statistics, that the statistics may be marred against the players in this region because of the fact that they're not allowed to run up the score. So as a result, they may be, there may be a serious financial implication, a college implication, an implication to their future. Why? Because we're not don't want to embarrass a team that was losing anyway. It's absolutely outrageous. Are we focusing on the wrong thing? We're focusing on the score. We're not focusing on the behavior. You're calling someone's behavior unsportsmanlike. To me, unsportsmanlike is we did the episode about the uh, Taekwondo player who was banned for life for kicking the referee in the face. Uh, That's unsportsmanlike conduct. Winning by 43 points, that's not unsportsmanlike conduct. That's just good solid competition. And that's what happens in life. When you go for that job, when you go for that career, when you go for that winning bid, no one turns around and, and 
says to the people who get winning bids, you, you, you just give us your average bid for this, this construction project because we don't want the other construction companies to feel bad. It just absolutely boggles my mind. Somebody said to me in this discussion, and I've had this discussion with a number of people, well, look at Taekwondo, right? Taekwondo has a point gap. If you go into the second round and there's a 20-point differential, um, the, the, the fight is stopped. Well, there's two things there that I would say. I'm trying not to get all excited, right? Um, number one is a combat sport is very different. When I am beating you in a fight, at a certain point, there's danger to you. If, if a fight is so lopsided, even Taekwondo match, where we wear protective gear, but if I'm in that match and I'm beating you by 60 points in a Taekwondo match with kicks to your head, there's implications to you, medical implications, health implications. That's not the case in, the, in this situation. It's absolutely not the case in this situation. So for you to say to me that it's comparable to say there's a 20-point gap in Taekwondo, I, I completely disagree. But there's another issue here. And that is, if I want to use the Taekwondo model, model what happens is, is after the 20-point gap, the referee stops the match. If you said to me, after a 42-point gap, the game is stopped and, and the winning team is declared the victor, I'm not thrilled with it, but at least I can understand that. But that's not what the rule says. The rule says that the coach, the game will continue, but that the coach cannot run up the score anymore. So you have to start thinking about this when you get to 30 points, right? Football is a game of six or seven points, right? It's three points, six points, seven points, depending. So if I'm getting up to 30 points, then I have to start thinking about what is my game plan to not score? It's just absolutely outrageous. What if I do that in the first half? What if I run up 30 points in the first half? What is my game plan for the second half? Absolutely outrageous. Now, I thought it was just the nature of my program was going to be discussing this as it relates to New York and as it relates to the issues here. Uh, and just in a crazy fluke of events yesterday, CNN did a story. And here's the headline, and I'm reading from it. A high school principal apologizes for lack of sportsmanship after high school football team wins 106. A Los Angeles high school is apologizing after a defeat of a squad 106 to zero. Our administration and coaching staff believe that athletics should be sources of pride to our community. We did not use our best judgment as administrators and the Morningside High School um, players and their coaches have worked hard all season and deserve our respect. So we are conducting a full investigation to, dis to make sure that this never happens again. Um, and, and one of the things that I do understand in this situation is one of the ones I talked about. They scored 56 points in the first quarter. So if they were in Nassau County, they would already be in the first quarter over the 42-point gap. What do you do for the third quarter? remaining quarters if the winning coach says all right we're going to walk off the field then you forfeited the game that's insane will the losing team feel better that they won by a forfeit in this situation one of the criticisms which i do understand is that the winning team after scoring a touchdown instead of doing a field goal went for a two-point conversion and they felt that, that was humiliating i again while i understand the need to say that I don't feel that compulsion because the fact of the matter is that if if this is what a team needs to do to give their best game, to do their best performance, if they treat the other team with dignity and respect, uh, if they don't mock them, if they don't gloat over the victory, 
then it is not unsportsmanlike conduct, in my opinion. And I think we're sending the wrong message to our high schoolers and to our young people. And I think that it's outrageous. I really, really think it's outrageous. It actually cuts me to the core of my of my soul that that we're teaching people that on the one hand saying be your best, do your best, and on the other hand, we're telling people not to do their best, and that we're conflating winning with unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct is a product of a person's behavior, not a product of the outcome. And you can treat a losing team with dignity and with respect. And if the counties want to help those losing teams, if they wanted to offer clinics, if they wanted to offer additional support, if they wanted to offer coaches clinics, I'm all for that. I have no problem with helping to equalize um, those types of things. If, if they wanted, if there's an issue with funding, if there's an issue with equipment and they want to balance the scales that way, I'm all for that. But don't tell people that are engaged in really fighting for their future that they can't win because we don't want to embarrass the losing side. Here's my thought. I know it's harsh. I know it's harsh. Sometimes we're embarrassed because we deserve to be embarrassed. If I'm a football team that's lost 106 to zero and I'm on the zero side, then as a team playing football, it should be embarrassing. Embarrassing sometimes is what we need to reach down into our grit and into our soul to do better, to try harder, and to succeed. That doesn't mean that those are bad people. That doesn't mean that they should be mocked and, 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 and humiliated. It doesn't mean that they aren't good at other things. It is a way to rebuild the football team. I am a lifelong, you can see in the background, my Jets hat. I'm a lifelong Jets fan. The season comes, my Jets get trounced every year. They get, they are, a, it's a source of great embarrassment. Those players get paid millions of dollars. Those coaches get paid millions of dollars. Nobody turns around and says to the Patriots, go easy on the Jets this time because we don't want their fans to feel embarrassed. And that's the way it should be. It should be this way in the martial arts. It should be this way in high school football. And it should be this way in the world. I would love to hear your feedback. My name is Mark Surianis. This episode is presented to you by Bet Online. Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. I look forward to hearing from you. I look forward to seeing you. And I look forward to seeing you on the mat. Thank you. And I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.